Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Our favorite time of the week. High school sweethearts turned married couple with two kids. Join us for a conversation on life, parenting, marriage, and more. Welcome to Close Enough. Ah, nothing like a little podcast to close out the year when you've been spotty at best the last three months. (laughs) We've been a little... uh... Busy. It's all right. Doing our best. It's the energy that we're going to take into the new year. Into 2023. We're just doing our best, guys. And that's all you can really ask of people. I like that's all we've ever done. <laughs> we, but we can maybe. Like I brought my planner. We're gonna. I'm going to put dates in. We're going to be consistent and focused at least until the second week of January. That's my goal. I think that's a great goal. Baby steps. That's all we got to do. You know, wise man Jordan Peterson says you can't write down a bunch of goals, like more than five, but then it just becomes a wish list. Oh, Jordan Peterson. Listen, he before he uh, got off drugs, he was pretty, I felt like pretty sage and wise. And now after, like, I, maybe he needs to go back on the benzos. I'm not sure. Wait, he was wise while he was doing the drugs? Yeah. I thought he was wise before the drugs. And then no. took the drugs and kind of went. No, the drugs causes absence. But anyway, here we are. I mean, I guess it's not bad advice. I mean, no, that's not anything sage or wise. There's a lot to be said. Like, I teach kids to make, like, when creating like rules and expectations in your classroom, you keep it to a small list. Otherwise, it gets lost in the noise. Like, that's a pretty... Lost in the sauce. Pretty that common, like, less is more. Yeah. didn't really invent that, so... No. I'm refusing to give him any credit <laughs> whatsoever is essentially... What sorry, I just... That's, I, I saw a clip <laughs> of him talking. I've, do you think that in 2022, the short form... Media just took over everything. TikTok. Not just TikTok, but Reels, uh, everything that copied TikTok. Um, I mean, I think Rogan's been talking about this for a a really long time. I can go back probably five or six years and listen to him talk. I mean, his whole podcast is based on the fact of more long-form conversations and... um, Things being lost in the soundbite because we've only got so long to like push information out there before people will click off, scroll up. Um, well, for me, my take is that it has motivated me to dig further into whatever the content is. For instance, 
Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I I was a hater for a long time. And I'm still not like 100% on board. But I am pushing through. But I started seeing all these, like the best clips, you know, mm-hmm. of a show. And I'm like, man, this maybe I need to give it a shot. So I gave it a shot. Immediately the first season, I was like, this sucks. And I realized it's because I'm, I've had all these clips and I'm watching an hour of context of a story that sure it builds characters and all that, but my brain's like, just, just give it to me. And I'm trying to teach kids to read whole ass books. <laughs> yeah. In 2023, are we really going to need to read books? Yes, we do. Like, we, now we've got AI that will write the essays for them. So I just watched oh this, this guy say, there was a a Twitter post, mm-hmm. and it was from this influencer, mm-hmm. and it was the the ten ways he stays motivated and on task. And he said, "I got so much value out of that." And then a week later, he's like, "Guess what? That was an experiment. That was all written by AI. Mm. It's not what I do. That was all like whatever the AI simulator that just dropped. Mm-hmm. They got over a million users in like thirty days. Yep. How do you?" Is anything authentic now? Yes. So I think... How are we going to know the difference between an AI-generated... I mean, I guess we have very good examples of this, such as Avatar 2. Right. (laughs) It's fucking all, like... It's not AI, but it's CGI. CGI. It's not real people. Yeah. I mean... Remember, like, the conversations not too long ago about, like, deep fakes and stuff like that? Oh, I love deep fakes. And how... How dangerous so, it is. Yeah. Um, so as a teacher who teaches English, especially writing essays, it's it's going to start... It's the same thing that happened when calculators come out, when Google comes out. Like, it forces you to reconsider. If you are just throwing an essay at kids to throw a freaking essay at kids... Yeah. For that sense, for that purpose, you're going to get... You're going to get AI-generated essays. And guess what? We played with them on the last week before break. Mm-hmm. Suck. They oh, said, they'll get better. If you can, if you can, is it passable? Yes. But can it totally miss the prompt? Like, if you are actually, like, process writing with your students, project writing with your students, like, you're you're asking them to do something that they are passionate about and creative about, guess what they won't do? They won't play your eyes because they want their voice to be heard. But if all you're doing is legitimately saying, okay, and now tell me the theme of the crucible in a 500 word essay. I can Google that. Right. Exactly. So I may have Googled very similar scenarios. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of my learning to write early on which internet was baby internet in, in college. And I was trying to learn how to write academic writing was me looking up academic writing and trying to imitate form and function and trying to say something. But it, you know, it was a lot of them asking me to say stuff about things that I was like, I don't have an opinion on this. But when I wrote my own stuff, when you had your own opinion, when I had my own opinion, yeah. it was, it was my own, they were my own words. Um, I think that's what's wild. powerful about, like what we're doing now is we're talking about things that 
we care about, know about. Mm -hmm. And you can, I have found that just about anything there's a audience for. Sure. I'm not saying we've got a niche audience because there's a billion I don't even know what like our, yeah, I don't even know what our. We don't know why you guys listen to us. Corner of the internet is like, I've tried to define that and thought, think about that. Um, and I don't know that we have like one. And I don't know that I'm ready to like pencil in. This is our specific. Yeah. Until we can style. really monetize that. <laughs> until we can like, really take on that. We've talked about that. Like what is our focus? You know, I feel really led. God. Right now to talk about. um and I've got the whole autism, raising an autistic child, but also doing so when you are a public educator brings in a whole new spin, that duality of that life. Being I push a, my fingers. That's all I know about duality. It's a great song. <laughs> being a 40-something-year-old mom, also having a teenager. That's but, – but everybody has done – like these are experiences that have all been written about. Yeah. That whole mom blog – world that took over you know like i don't feel like our podcast is that no but you're right like there's a there's something for everyone like i'm getting to where now if i need information or ideas i'll go to instagram or tiktok to see what content has already been created on it yeah and just kind of scroll through and then pick and choose what i need to see because i need something visual usually or I'm wanting something, like you said, this really quick bite of info. Yeah. It's so odd. This year I became pretty invested in supply chain, which is a very boring topic. <laughs> unless, that's, unless, unless that's your world. And I've made some great friends and great connections and consider a bunch of people mentors in this realm that 10 years ago I was like, trucking? Come on now. <laughs> But what I found is there's like daily podcast about the supply chain and different facets and security and logistics and hiring and drive. I'm like, what the hell? So I find myself listening and I understand it. Whereas I wouldn't have understood it if I wasn't involved. So it's very much what you're involved in. Oh yeah. You have to have a personal connection to things like there's, there's nothing in your list of podcasts that you don't have some sort of personal like connection or interest in, right? Yeah. Which I think you kind of can go like mine is very invested. Like mine is, you could pinpoint me. So you don't use Spotify, but they give you the top five. Right. What you've listened to the most this year? The recap. Yeah. What would you say before I pull up mine? What yours were? What mine were? Like your top five most listened to podcasts. Mine um, this year would have been Two Bears. Okay. Christina P. Um, uh, 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 probably the Sleep With Me podcast because I play it yeah. so regularly at nighttime. Um, uh, Pantsuit Politics. And then I play that really short at first. The news. That's the NPR thing, right? The 15-minute NPR news thing. I play that pretty regularly, at least weekly, if not every day during the week when I remember. With honorable mention going to um, 
uh, what's her name? Back on it. Kate Bowler's podcast. Anyway, Kate Bowler's podcast. I'm so bad with names. And uh, Nani Bolt Weber's podcasts. But that's about it. Like, I didn't really do... Kind of got into some John Meacham stuff while I was doing 75 Hard, so it would probably Mm -hmm. pop. But that was just... That was really late in the summer that I was doing that, listening to historical speeches. Yours is going to be... So, hold on. Okay. Just on Spotify, I spent 6,923 minutes listening to the podcast. It's a lot of minutes. Uh, it said, I'm like an onion. I have many layers. <laughs> oh, Spotify, if only you do. My top five podcasts. Number five, this very podcast, which is weird, but and number six would probably be my other podcast, if I had to guess. Just because, like, I'll put this out, and then I'll listen to it to see if it sounds good. Yeah. You know, and then it makes me laugh sometimes, <laughs> you know, and I I like listening to you. Number four, not to alarm anybody. Oh, God. Real Dictators. <laughs> no I went shot. through probably seven this year, seven Dictators. Uh-huh. That's pro- and they're usually five or six episodes for each each one. The last one I did was uh, Robert Ngabwe from Zimbabwe. That's not his name. It is. And it rhymes with Zimbabwe? Say uh, it again. It's Mugabe. But it rhymes with Zimbabwe. Yeah, and in the end, before he took leadership, the country was not called Zimbabwe. Oh. So, number three, the Joe Rogan experience. Okay. Now, I'm very, I will say this, they're not all for me. Right. A bunch I don't care about. If if you had to break it down, it's mostly the comedians. Yeah, I tried to get, I really wanted to listen to him and Steve-O, just because I love Steve-O. Yeah. But the first twenty minutes, they were talking about fighters, and I was just like, "Shit, yeah, I couldn't I'm not, get it." Like, I couldn't tell you the last time I even watched something remotely related to UFC, so I knew nothing. Yeah. So I, I quit listening. I was disappointed. Maybe if I got like further into it. And number the top two. Okay. Number two, the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> like I've even identified if I was on the podcast, which team, there's there's four hosts of that. Which is weird, and it's n- not the best audio quality. Yeah, like sometimes it sounds like they like they they do they will record some on their phone while they're in the park. Yeah, but they're from England, so yeah, they only listened to it before. Yeah, and number one, annual pass, the best, in my opinion, theme park podcast. There's honorable mentions in there for theme park podcast, but. <laughs> I heard this yesterday and it made sense. A guy said, if you go up to like your favorite celebrity or mm-hmm. whoever, like you're not going to go up to Terry Bradshaw and talk about football because he doesn't care. It bores him because yeah, that's yeah. his life. Yeah. But if you talk to him about fishing, then like he will light up. Right. Or if you go to Michael Jordan, you know, or whoever, like every guy's got that one thing. Yeah. That that they will they will talk about, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Well, mine's theme parks." That is your thing. I don't think I have a thing. Oh, I think you could teaching. Yeah. So DIY stuff. 
<laughs> I like to talk about it. Don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> so, if you powered through the first 15 minutes of this conversation, we're it's going to get. We got a plan. No, we don't. We kind <laughs> don't, of got a plan. Don't put that pressure on us. No, we don't. Don't put that bad juju on me, Ricky Bobby. We, we spent three minutes yeah. shooting some ideas. Gary, we got a plan. We got okay, a plan. No. <laughs> I don't know what the plan. That, you don't know what a plan is. I know. I'm trying to get better. Um, Goals. We had a great Christmas. We hope everybody else had a great Christmas. Um, or Hanukkah. Charlie's convinced that all Jewish people uh, oh spend God. Christmas at Chinese restaurants and even back that up with TikToks to prove that it's a thing. So, Jeez. if you're Jewish and that is a thing, please let us know. And, we're, and she we're not only to go brought Kanye that West up. Out here, but. She only brought that up because she was trying to convince Gary to go get hibachi on Christmas Eve, and we were debating it being open not because of the holiday. The holiday, we've just road conditions. We there's some really bad road conditions that um our part of the world not used to, and lots of people were having like water pipe issues and. And stuff, and when they were shutting down and sending their employees home early because of the holiday and because of the road conditions. But Charlie was like, no, they have to be open. Yeah. Spoiler alert, we did get hibachi. Earlier in the day. Yeah. Uh, so we had, it was, it was an odd, like we did a week early with our families mm-hmm. separately. And so when it came to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, for the most part, it was just us. Like we did Christmas Eve all at home. Harlan, if you go to Abby's Facebook, you'll see he fed the reindeers. He gets really excited about that. He he wants them to come immediately to eat. You know, there was just a general time, and I know if you're if you've got youngins and you're newly married, and maybe this is just a regional. I think it has to be issue. You know, when you live so close. To family that you that you are pulled multiple places. They're expected to be everywhere. And when you have multiple generations still alive, and I don't say that like ugly, but um, you know, you're going to grandparents, and um, then you're going to parents' house, and, and everybody's trying to have their their holiday traditions and stuff. Um, <laughs> that was bourbon opening. And. Um, we spent so many years just on the move house to house to house and you come home exhausted that it was so nice the past few years. I mean, since COVID we've, we've really been able to just chill, chill at home. And I feel guilty for all those years that we would get up and, like leave at noon on Christmas Eve, get home at midnight, spend that morning, a couple of hours, and then back back on the road. Back on the road, it, it just to go, you know, I mean. Now, I, mean, I don't like, think Charlie knew any different. Like she probably had fun everywhere she went right, most times. Right, right. I asked my kids before um, Christmas break, like what's one thing that you've seen in, in um, Christmas movies that is never a reality for you? But this like concept of long distance traveling somewhere and then staying at someone's house, like you're gonna like going to your aunt and uncle's for. But you're saying a like, week, yeah, and you're yeah. staying a couple of days. You know that whole, you know, we've never really traveled. Well, everybody lives close. Yeah, 
And so, and so you don't stay long. It's a couple hours and, but you know, the value, I'm just into quality over quantity, I think. Um, And at some point, like we're middle age now. mm -hmm. When, and granted, you know, there's, there's people that have passed that we wish we could spend another Christmas with that that I don't regret those Christmases, you know, that we had, but. You know, we work in time to see who we can see, mm-hmm. and and love it, and appreciate that. But we got to do it. Got we're starting to get to do our own little things, so yep. that's cool. It's a balance. I just um, to those parents, it's a season, <laughs> and it you know it does change. I I don't think I would have seen us ever taking such a slow, easygoing yeah approach. Let me as tell we you, have. it was great. Yeah. Um, like the kids getting to enjoy their stuff and hang out, not like just the general emotions. Like if you're getting people ready to go somewhere, um, and then you've got to like include like, do you have the gifts? Do you have these things? And then you're taking a, you're not in the moment, right? You're taking a young kid out. You're packing everything they may need. I mean, we're like, does he have pajamas? Does he have diapers? Does he have melatonin? Does, you know, like how long are we going to be gone? Yeah. Um, Will there be cheeses where we're going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, those are not, that's, it's just a mental labor that really makes it hard to be like, Jesus is the season. Let's all be family and together because you're just so frustrated in, yeah. you know, zooming through the morning and then you're trying to get ready and, you know, take a shower because it's break and you may or may not shower on a regular basis. Um, I shout out to our parents, you know, because they've, Understood that. Yeah. Now, granted, we've had other obligations outside of just, you know, our immediate family. Yeah. Um, but, like, I know for with your mom and dad and then with my mom and dad and then my mom, it's been, we've they we've always got to do it in not a rush. Right. You know, yeah. we've got to experience that, so. Yeah, your mom has always been great about, like, a week before and and doing that and, and getting to hang. Because all our schedules are so. Yeah. Like, Back in the day, probably a good chance either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day I was working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, you know, there's this distinct, it pops up, you know, in my timeline. um, The morning, I think it's the kitchen, the year that we got Charlie the kitchen, you were at work that day. Yeah. And so I, you know, woke up and played with her, but had to get her ready, get her Mm -hmm. to... I think even the year before that, when she was first born, which we didn't get her presents, we're like, do we... Do we do this? She doesn't yeah. even know there's a Santa. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'll go get her some blocks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's uh, you know, there's a lot of people who, who are still working. Yeah. Those days. Shout out so to those. We've done those those holidays and. And with Charlie, if you followed along, we usually try to get her not stuff, but like an experience. Mm-hmm. So this year, I got to go take her. You've usually been the one to take her to these things, but this mm-hmm. year it was me. We went and saw the sensation that is Jack Harlow <laughs> at the KAFC Yum Center. Sold out, packed to the rims. How was it? I By the way, Jack Harlow's a rapper. Yeah, that's what everybody, like, who's Jack Harlow? He's a Kentucky rapper. He's from Louisville. He, uh, it was a good show. Like, the show, and I've told everybody, the show was awesome. 
like the set was awesome. Like the physical stage, the set, mm-hmm. the, the, the screens, the fireworks, all that stuff was awesome. Pyrotech. I didn't understand shit. And I know almost <laughs> all Jack Harlow songs. You do? Yeah. How do you know? Jack Harlow's the number one on my Spotify playlist this year. Really? Yeah. All right, Secret Keeper. I had no idea. Yeah. No, I, I brought Jack Harlow to this. Oh, household. my God. <laughs> Hat tip to Jason Ellis on that. Yes, that was uh, an Ellis comment. So, you knew the songs? Yeah. I had and no idea you knew When songs. I'm listening to them in my headphones, when there's 22,000 people singing along, I had no idea what they were saying. Charlie did. I didn't know shit. I was like, whoa, I, either I'm, I'm out of my ears ain't working. I, okay, the, your ears don't the work. The bass through my chest. I was like, wow. This, tingly. <laughs> this is I not the type of concerts. We, yeah. What is, I don't know what it'd be like to, to. I don't know that I've been to a rap concert. That, and I was comparing it to going to see, the last concert I'd been to was Tyler Childers. Uh-huh. And it was perfection as far as the sound goes. Yeah. You understand it? Like, it was perfection in the same size arena. And everything sounded everything sounded on par. Now Sturtle Simpson, and I quite is Jack Carl different... was more like Sturtle Simpson. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Like you know a song, but it didn't sound right, and that's it was a whole different vibe. So, but yeah, it was fun. We did he, that. He let Charlie wear. So I'm not there. They they drove separately. We had Christmas, and then I hung around my parents and let him and Charlie come home and get ready together and. Honestly, that was a good choice on my part just because I don't want that stress. You don't want that smoke. Yeah. So I get a text. I'm like, hey, did you find something to wear? Yeah, I'm just going to wear your Coors Light t-shirt. Uh, Your what? <laughs> Mind you, this is a shirt I had. It's old. 19. It's 19 years old. Like, yeah. Um, I wore it. To a concert. Uh, is the fair, where's the where's the state fair concerts held at? At Freedom Hall. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's where. Um, so, I just, it's it's been in a bin. She's kind of been pilfering through things. She comes across it. I've just told her, you cannot wear that in public. Well, mom's Listen, not home. Let me tell you how great of a father I am. Dad being good time dad. It wasn't even that. I didn't even care. And it really cemented that it didn't matter once we got there. Yeah. Because I saw more adolescent cleavage <laughs> and shit that made me uncomfortable. So she was modestly. Oh, yeah. Dressed. She was. For all, she was an Eskimo compared to these people. <laughs> I was like, well, just when you take pictures. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I'm like, I know, but it yeah. just. It we doesn't talk about, look the best. About $75 hoodies. I can't believe you bought one. You're such a sucker, man. I, To be fair, I said, this is part of a Christmas present. I said, you can buy a piece of merch on me. You know, she brought her own money. I would have been like, get get a poster. So, I don't even know. They, I don't even know if they had posters. They might have. Anyway, so we, everybody's rushing to the bar when we get in. We get in fairly early. We go to the merch booth. She picks it out. There's no prices. So it doesn't say like this is that much. Oh, uh, see. So they bring it up. 
hand it to her. So it was now it's in her possession. Mm-hmm. $75. Mm-hmm. Had a $100 bill in my pocket. Go to hand it to him. And they look at me like I'm stupid. <laughs> and I can tell there's like communication ain't. And they're like, oh, this is cashless. I was like, oh, okay. Like the whole arena is cashless. Like, are we talking Venmo? No, I use my card. Oh, oh, okay. But they didn't take cold hard Cash. dineros. And so I will say that the Yum Center has a plethora of bathrooms, though. That was the best part. <laughs> it's like when I had to piss, I was like, okay. That is not how Winona was. Yeah. Did we talk about that on here? Yeah. That I peed in the men's room? Yeah. Started a movement. Yeah, there were not a lot of dudes going to see the Judds. Well, I think. Finale tour. But I saw Wynonna is going to be with uh, Tyler Childers on his tour yeah. for a couple of dates. Yeah. He's not coming anywhere near here. No. Sons of bitches. We wait. He's like maybe Cleveland, Ohio or something like that. Which that's It's Cleveland, like Charlotte, both yeah. six hours away. Right. Um. Yeah, so she got... It, it, so giving her that, and so she went to that before Christmas even happened. Yeah. Week before Christmas. And um, she was getting a Letterman jacket. And we kind of try to play it off that, like, that wasn't coming in. And try, because I just wanted her to have some surprise <laughs> to it. It was killing me. But I end up, like, wrapping all these little, like, tchotchke gifts that we got her at Five Below and stuff separately to wear. And I love that store. If y'all ain't shopping what at Five it Below. What is about it that you do? But you do love some You love five. it too. I do, but. Not the Gary Thomas extent. Like, there's just something about you that just loves a good Five Below store. <laughs> and I don't even buy that much there. I never. I don't buy anything for me there. I was. It was way too overwhelming for me, though. Oh, yeah, it was packed when we were in there. Couldn't. Listen, we went on a great shopping trip. Like, maybe the best shopping trip we've ever been on. We went to Costco first. Yes. And had dinner at Costco. Yeah, because delicious. Like, I a good. Restaurant meal is lost on me right now. Yeah. And I know it won't always be that way, but for now, like, I would rather avoid going to restaurants. Yes. And I th- you know, I traveled a lot this year, and that was my most uncomfortable was going, was like, people wanting to take you out to eat and mm-hmm. go eat. So. We've managed a couple of trips to the Mexican restaurant, and you've done okay, but it's still, it's. It's just not. I don't know if, I don't know if. It's my brain. It's not my but I can tell there's like a discomfort, anxiety, or something like you're ready to like go. It's not like a yeah. I'm just you're, and you're not being rude necessarily. It's just this like listen. The longer I stay, the more chances are I'm going to eat more, and that then really, you puke. Then I'm going to puke. Yeah, and I know that's kind of a that I, would give me anxiety. So I did my like that's something I brought up in my my three month post op visit with my uh-huh. physician. I was like, hey, listen. Uh, I'm not, I don't really know how to eat, you know, like I know the steps and w- what I can eat, what I can't eat, but like finding that fine line in what's one bite too much mm-hmm. it is all trial and error. Sure. And it differs with every food. So the first, the first disheartening experience, which is not disheartening, but it's, it's something that you have to come to grips with was McDonald's French fries. Yes. I got a small fry. <laughs> and so good. But, I mean, instant. I don't know if it was the grease or what. Instant just re- rebuttal from my yeah. innards. 
So that got me. Uh, one morning it was a breakfast burrito from, but I've learned how to eat these things, you know, slowly. I've, uh, very slowly. So <laughs> bringing this up, I'm trying, I'm going through this process of really trying to pursue some weight loss medicine, right? Mm-hmm. And full transparency. Like I want the semi-glutide shit. I want it. <laughs> um, and you know, I know the other things to do, but just talking to other friends that have been on it, it's confirming a lot of what I know and think about weight loss in general, especially at my age. So the whole dog and pony shows is prior authorization. And the, the wonders of our healthcare system. It is. It, you know, <laughs> I am now that, talk about like caring about something once it matters. Like once I finally started dealing with it personally, I was like, well, this fucking sucks. Yeah. This all sucks. So anyway, I found this kind of, not this loophole, but I found this other door that might work. And mm-hmm. I, through you know, our healthcare plan, through our health care plan, I need to call, like I call this nurse and I talk to her and I kind of get on this like monthly. It's so stupid and uncomfortable. And it also shows you how little the general medical field thinks of or understands weight loss, right? Like it's all calories in, calories out, and just exercise. And uh, I think at one point she told me to just uh, tighten up, tighten up. I was like, what? Who, your doctor? This nurse. Oh. Like she kind of like, they give you these tips and advice. It's this, oh, what, this was when you were talking to. Yes. Okay. And so um, it, it was just something I was like, Yeah. <laughs> been trying that process for a while but anyway so she was like they have to ask you like what are some barriers and stuff and i'm like you know right now um because they're asking about like the nutrition and stuff and the meals in your home and i'm like yeah well we've got like my husband who just had weight loss surgery Mm -hmm. and it's a crapshoot if he's gonna eat i've got my autistic kid who's gonna eat on rotation pizza grilled cheese sometimes both um sometimes a whole ass pizza like he did tonight um, or chicken nuggets. And then my daughter who it's, you know, her preference is that we're eating Mexican every night or Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so I was like, it's just prepping and planning. She's like, you know, maybe if you could get like, you know, you know, the kids do their thing and then like you get on the same plan as your husband. I was like, ma'am, <laughs> puking, <laughs> yeah, eating offing and puking. Yep. That's the plan I need. It's just, it it was, it just confirmed really this this idea that there are people out there that just don't like there are doctors and specialists who understand it, um, and then others who just have that very generic old school, I don't know, just count your calories and get some exercise, which is it, which it, is it, true, it's, but it's that you very can't, true. <laughs> it's, but that's if it was that easy, yeah, yeah. you know, I hear and, you, and it's not, yeah. But I will say this. It's simple. It's that simple. It's not that easy. If that I, I don't know sense. what people do without insurance or that have bad insurance. Yeah. I don't. Because, and I just looked it up. So pulling back the curtain on the Thomas family this year. Now, granted, I had weight loss surgery. We, so with Harlan's autism diagnosis, he's in ABA. We've established that. He goes there eight hours a day. Five days a week. Five days a week. 
that is a considerable expense towards our insurance Mm -hmm. that they pay. This year, our insurance has been billed a quarter of a million dollars. And we have felt very little financial responsibility out of that. Mm -hmm. Now we have had responsibility. Yeah. Knock on wood, it wasn't anything crazy, like to the tune of like five grand. Right. Which is, I mean, I can think of a a lot of things to do with $5,000. Right. But considering it, then that that five grand covered dentist. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I was going to say there's a kid and, braces. And, yeah, I've had doctor visits, you know, regular checkups and, and just, you know, but like what do people, and, and I couldn't imagine, like I will never... For even the the crazy hoops you got to jump through, like I'm I'm ride or die Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like I even had a conversation with our my HR. I was like, "Can they drop me?" They're like, "No, <laughs> they can't." I was like, "I'm just making sure because this it feels like a lot." I will say, for the purposes of just autism alone, um, it has been so far so good. I mean. I think there's other. Yeah, you will ne- you will not hear me. There's disparage. some other components of it that we need to explore because I think we're not using it to its fullest benefit. But, oh yeah, um, we're getting there. We're trying to get involved with some other folks just to kind of explore the process of. You, yeah, you, you want to talk about how relieved I am that somebody else took up the banner of this like inclusive group and yeah. that, like that that doesn't have to be me now yeah. because I don't know if I told the story of how. I opened my mouth and there I was having a conversation about starting my own support group meeting and I'm the last one you want. <laughs> you're good. A you're good. Like, yeah, you're good to participate. I'm a in. good social lubricant. Mm-hmm. Like I can get people, but if you, if you're looking for me to want organize or I don't know, I'm just not that it's, guy. It's something that I want. Um, but that's not the angle. Like I want to be a part of that, but there's there's more to it that I want to get out of this. Um, Charlie and I are are talking about some things that she can do. She's wanting mm-hmm. to kind of get involved in that and um and and going at it from a different angle. So just to get you know the conversation going, it is wild to me that this many that one in forty something kids are diagnosed with autism. And we literally still have people that are completely just in the dark 
about what it looks like, what it is like, teachers, educators, myself, you know, what I know and understand is very limited prior to having Harlan and, and understanding it. So um, I'm really excited about the opportunity. So we are in an inclusion group. We have a meeting coming up in January and getting more people involved in that. Taking um, bets on how long it will take for me to get kicked out or ask not to come back. <laughs> I'm getting better. You are. I've had a... I had to grow up this year. I got I've got to go out and speak in front of like professionals, <laughs> not just peers. Not to, and it's so. And I've talked about this in therapy. How for me, you just have to crack the door open uh-huh. to that you think I'm funny, uh-huh. and I'm gonna kick it in. Yeah, and so I always lead my talks with a joke. Because one, I, I heard Tom Skrid talking about this. Once he heard he had social anxiety, and once he heard a laugh, he's golden. Yeah, he's comfortable. Mm-hmm. But it was that awkwardness to get up there. So, like even in my introductions to my name and where I'm from, usually has to come with a joke. So, but once I once I see a smile and a laugh, listen, the next hour is going to be cake. I don't know. Yeah. You do enjoy an audience. It's interesting. And you can enjoy an audience with adults. I don't do so well with adults. I don't know. Maybe that's my perception of that. I'm not as comfortable around adults, but I can talk to kids, I think, a little easier. But I'm not like going to be <laughs> like, hey, kids, I'm the cool guy. Like, I'm not like that. Like, I yeah. just want to be with anybody. My goal is just to be pretty realistic and like, let's talk about the real thing. I don't yeah. want to spend time chit chatting about the things you're supposed to do. Like that's why I'm really bad in formal meetings. Horrible um, meetings where like there's process and procedures you have to follow. So I hated when I was on site based. Like you have to be like all in faith. Like you had to wait your turn to say no. I very procedural. I hate procedural things. <laughs> I'm so bad at those. I just want to be very informal. Casual, but very realistic. Like, I don't do good with surface-level conversations. I want to talk about the really deep, dark things. <laughs> um, what, yeah, whereas yeah. I am very great at small talk. Yeah, that's I could not do, like, this stuff that you're doing and going places and having dinner with complete strangers, that would have me breathing in a bath. I would just go to the bathroom and hide. To be fair, I've been very lucky to have people that I do know, like my main man Bobby, been out there with me on the road this yeah. year. And that having those connections in a just having them one in a group of strangers whether that maybe they know him and don't know me or I know them and they don't know him like it's a very it's it was very comforting mm-hmm. and so I I appreciated that but I also there's a part of me that was like okay this I got to this is my chance to create me Mm-hmm. Right, I've been doing this job for 23 years now, and this is the culmination of the last decade and a half of what I've really been interested in, as far as work goes. How do I parlay that into being at the forefront of whatever? Mm-hmm. And what I found was everybody loves to talk about what they're great at and their successes, and I love to talk about 
failing. One, I can make it funny. Mm-hmm. I found out it's probably not great to name drop people that have failed with you. They don't appreciate that too much. While they're in the room? While they're in the room. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. They, they took it like champs, though. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've, it's all learning experience for me. Like Nobody gave me a handbook. Like back in May, they're like, hey, will you come speak? I was like, yeah. And there is the difference between us right there. No hesitation, full confidence. Of course I can't meet. I just don't know if I have anything to say. <laughs> oh, listen. I got a tight 10. <laughs> I can stretch into an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but like, all right, let's be honest, people. What's the? I need y'all's best traveling hacks because I suck at it. I suck at it. I've... The first trip I got to drive, so it was fine. I've, I need a travel agent. I need somebody with some experience because my first cross-country flight going to California, I end up with a five-and-a-half-hour layover in Colorado where my belt broke. It was awful. And then on the way back, it was just as bad, just, just crossing through the time zones. So let, then... Like, I don't know, do I, because when you drive, you usually take a travel day. So you, you stay an extra day and you wake up and you leave, whatever. When you're flying, that, that gives you like a whole extra day to do nothing, basically, yeah. which has been great because I've got to hang out with the people that have stayed and, and do that. But there's a part the, when you see people leaving at noon on the last day of the event, they're catching their flight and going home yeah. or whatever. Man, I like to be home tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know, because for, I must be honest, you know, the four day trips, I, I love every minute of it until it's over. And when it's over in my brain, it's over. It's time to go home. And my travel companion is the same way. Like we're sitting there, there's still like three speakers left and we're like looking at how we can change our flight to leave that evening, <laughs> you know? So I like, and everybody, and people were giving us tips like, Oh, you need to like only book one way. And then when you get to wherever you're going, look at the flights that are coming back and figure it out that way. And it makes it a little cheaper, whatever. So that's one of my new year's resolutions is to become a better traveler. The issue is maybe, what's, maybe what's break wild down to pay me, for TSA pre-check. What's wild to me is that you in like a corporate world, corporate setting, these conferences are all during the week. Whereas I can't tell you how many, I mean, think about it. How many just, Let's just say day long sessions I've gone to. Day yeah. day things. When have they been? Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Got, I mean, because yeah. we're because working. You're working. Whereas you, I'm you working have as well. You have kids. You know what I'm saying? And they, they're but not I giving you that luxury to, right. to step away from that. Whereas. Because nobody wants to pay for the sub and pay for you to um, yeah. go off. And, and so it's. So it's, you know, keeping in mind when you're doing these trips, you're doing these weeks, you're leaving on a Monday, coming home on a Thursday or Tuesday to a Friday, and I'm I'm pulling week duty when we've got, you know, a kid who literally is juggling four different, three different activities right now, and another one who just generally, once he's home and his pants are off, he doesn't want to get <laughs> he is. He does come home and get them pants off, and it's <laughs> he's done for the day. It's uh, um, so it's that is so it's so different to me in my brain. Or if we do have big conferences, they happen in the summer. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's just it's such a different world comparing the two. Um, just know though, and in the, in the, I'll tie this into what happened in California. And this is what I tell everybody. It's like, oh, you don't, you know, you got time to do whatever. Like, this is not what I do. It's what I'm prepared to do. Uh-huh. Which is all, which is a great mantra until your phone ringing at 4:30 local time, a.m. in California when you've been in bed for two hours, and you know it's eight o'clock. You know, I love it at home. And they're like, hey man, you. we need your help. I'm like, man, I'm gonna call. Her. Like, yeah, but you're the only. I'm like, oh son of a bitch. And the phone's like, hey, you coming to breakfast? Man, I'm working. All right, I'll be there in a minute. Like, I love that stress for you. You it, but have no the, idea how but, much I love that. But for I thrive you. in that. Like, that's where. Yeah, but you you don't have it chronically. No, no, no. no like no, no, no. that is so incremental for you that if you lived in chronic stress, um, lots of conversations happening now about like in teaching that slog through the from like Thanksgiving to December and just this like how stressed you are trying to get there that when you finally get on break, like a lot of a lot of educators get sick because you've been pushing so hard and getting things and and you know, you've got a lot of female educators, moms, and the division of labor is to where they are taking care of families on top of in the holiday time is, you know, we're doing dress up days at school. Yeah. Who thought that was a good idea? I have no idea. It's pajama day Thursday and it's it's parties and gift exchanges and cookies. And don't forget to bring this in. We're going to host an angel tree, which is great. And I love it, but it's just one extra, like the, the amount of tasks that are going on during that time that you push so hard and, time is here and i've got these day days off but i don't because you know i've got a stack of papers i got a grade i've got you know this whole concept of like let's just quiet quit and, and only work our hours our contract hours like i can't i can't what <laughs> it is impossible but I, I mean if if your job does have that like momentary stressor yeah, where it's like you know, there was a day last week or two weeks ago where like you came home, and it was like from three thirty on your phone was just like bananas, and I could tell like it was stressing you out, and I was like because you were having to like navigate multiple conversations at once. I'm like, bitch, that's my second period. <laughs> like that, <laughs> my phone is ringing. Two kids need something. I think a kid's crying in the corner. Um. You know, but I thrive two emails have come through of changing the schedule for the day. And it, it, while you do like that, I could see you getting like frustrated. And like you were like, Harlan was wanting something. You're like, Harlan, not right now. And I was, I was just watching you like, oh, it's so precious. Yeah. <laughs> but that is like every single day, every single hour, constant. But I like seeing, I like, I like. Sh- witnessing the stress yeah yeah you need that in your life listen we've got a way to help you relieve some pressure and there's a whole conversation wrapped around this but if you made it 50 minutes in this podcast (laughs) i got a deal for you abby has just embarked on her journey with factor meals not that i went out seeking it or searching it abby has problems theoretical or whatnot and my job is to find solutions 
No, 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 no. It is not your job to find solutions. You choose to find solutions. I did not come to you like, help so me, Obi-Wan. <laughs> I need your... You're my only hope. My only um, hope. So she said, you know, she likes to meal prep, and then she's short on time, and then there's the whole shopping aspect, and then there's the cleanup and all that. I so said, it, it started with... It started with... I'm just... I am in a really shit mood about my weight. I'm in a shit mood about my health. I'll go there. Weight being a component of that health. Having the time. I, I know the right things to do. I, I even did something completely outside my comfort zone and did a macro check publicly online where uh-huh. a bazillion people can see that and they see your starting weight. That is terrifying to me. Um, because, you know, I could say let's go in a calorie deficit i don't know what that really looks like for me um the time to get to the gym i know it makes me feel better but i can't always do it because every single day i have to choose am i going to sleep because i'm also wanting shit you also have to get eight hours sleep guys like (laughs) there's all this stuff so i was having this kind of yes i was having my little jesse spano moment and gary i put on my superman (laughs) i said listen we can fix there's ways to fix this. He was like, I'm buying you factor meals. I was like, what? Like that was his instant quick fix of that moment. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on that. It's just that you were very much like. I'm a realist. So if that's an issue that they can one, save you time, save you aggravation and stress and take that thinking out of the equation. What's bad. So. We order our first ten meals from Factor, and you had you, you didn't really care for the pasta tonight. It was okay. It just it was wasn't a, as good as the other ones. It was a pork based meat. Um, I just wasn't. I don't know that I've ever had a pork based meat pasta. It's always been like beef or seafood. So that was just different. Um, I didn't hate it. So, Again. what I found out is we can offer you guys. Like 50% off your first order. And that that's worth it. Yeah. So completely transparent. Mm-hmm. 10 meals off the jump, 60 bucks. So six bucks a meal. When you renew, it's like 103 bucks for 10 meals. There and there, there's no pressure. If you don't, you can skip weeks, you can cancel, whatever. So it was a really weird time for us to start it too. Gary's like, uh, they'll be here next. They didn't show up until I was on break. Yeah. And I'm not one. I am a really bad eater on a break. Like when I have dates, like I just won't eat up until I get like starved hungry. (laughs) So for instance, just a little selection of what, what you got going on this, this upcoming schedule. Abby has herb crusted chicken. Do you say that on purpose? Yeah, I did. It drives me crazy (laughs) when you do that. You did it the other night. Um, She has, which I think you really enjoyed the shredded chicken taco bowl. Yes, add an avocado, and your macros are like muy bien on that one. Uh, black pepper and sage pork chop, and these all come with like sides that are yeah, good like for there's you. been green beans, lots of broccoli. But you know what? I didn't have to do. I didn't have to make the broccoli, <laughs> and it tastes good. Yeah, um, she's getting Southwest chicken mac and cheese, jalapeno lime cheddar. And char, she's getting a burger with mushroom and cream sauce. And our total for this, this is the first full price meal 
there's a bunch of add-ons too. You can do breakfasts and beverages and a keto dessert. And I mean, basically, if you don't want to go to the grocery I've store, I've got a solid 400 calorie breakfast that will get you 50 grams of protein um, in your day. Right now, so that our that total was a hundred and three dollars, and for you today. I'm gonna. I can get you forty dollars off your first order. So, like I said, sixty bucks for the first go round. We're gonna put the code in the show notes, and if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But that brings us to our next segue, because food's a big food's like top of conversation about everywhere, right? Hang on, back to this. Do you just have to click on something? Just click it. Okay. Order it, make an account. There's no code or anything. Yeah, there's just a link. There's okay. no code. Yeah, yeah, just a link. So link in through our podcast. Yeah. At work, our days usually what we're going for lunch, or you know, mm-hmm. what are we eating. Twenty twenty two. There was a. This is an in memoriam of the foods that we can no longer get. Now, there's only a couple here that I really care about. The rest, uh, to be honest, I didn't know about. But in no specific order, we've these are the, these foods. We've lost these foods, maybe forever, maybe not. Who's to say? Number one, honest tea. First of all, I didn't know what it was. Coca Cola put it out. I don't know if it was like to supposed to be a. Competitor to Arizona or Lipton. I don't know. Honest I think tea. I drank Arizona teas back in the day. Um, like, but Coca-Cola bought in 2008. They shut her down. So say goodbye to Honest Tea. Yeah, I don't think anybody's missing it. No. Uh, next, I'm going to go with Chili's. Not a big Chili's guy. We don't have one in, even close to us. But their chicken tenders are off the menu. Guys. <laughs> Who takes a chicken tender? I know, off a right? Menu? Like, a... what is going on that you're like, you know what? We're gonna pull the chicken tenders. That's an Applebee's move right there. They, but they've replaced them with crispy chicken crispers that are similar. Oh well, shit! It's but the offer same a crunchier thing. and juicier bite. Oh yeah. hell, they didn't. That's that's a stupid one. They just wanted five things to round out that whatever yeah. article. Burger King's chicken, which was their. <laughs> Chicken. Their fried chicken sandwich, which they have chicken sandwiches. But this is the fried chicken this is sandwich? The, yeah, and they said it was just too, I don't know. They replaced it with the Royal Crispy Chicken. It, to be fair, this looks like a huge This doesn't sound sandwich. like even more. Like, people are just getting replaced. Okay, well, let's go to the two that that hit home. One, I used to love these. The Choco Taco. <laughs> we were at... So, first of all, you could buy them at the Taco Bell, which was in the gas station originally in Moorhead, right across from the hospital near the middle school at the time. The middle school's not even there now. But so we were going on a trip at the Abby's Aunt Kathy, and we went through Taco Bell, and I said, give me a Choco Taco. And they acted like they'd never even heard of it, which Kathy thought I was fucking with her, but I wasn't. <laughs> it was real. It was real. So the Choco Taco is gone. Moment of silence for the Choco Taco. To be fair, once you got about halfway through it, it started to fall apart. It was a mess. That's when, that's when you know. You and then good. this was a seasonal thing. Then it came back on the full menu, but it's gone. The McRib. It's gone, gone. They say it's gone, gone. Oh hell, it's not. 
I don't believe it. They say it's gone, gone. Somehow my brother got like associated with McRib, and I honestly don't even know how. Like, just excitement or joy for the McRib. And it's just been this long-standing joke about Dustin and the McRib. But I honestly can't think of the McRib without thinking of him. It's like it's forever. McRib's awful sandwich. Never had it. It's awful. My Never dad used to love the McRib. <laughs> and last but not least, Abby can tell the story of how disturbing it was when our five-year-old could not get his Wendy's Vanilla Frosty. First off. That shithead had never eaten a vanilla anything. To the to the extent that I couldn't even understand what he was saying when he I, I pull up to Wendy's and I'm like, hey, I think I'm being fun, Mom. It was one of the nights that you were gone, I think. I was home. And, no, you were home on this one? Yeah. That I was doing like a, no, I don't think you weren't. Where I was doing like a cross-country, like, you may have been on your way home. Like, get charter practice, go get Harlan something, kill time to get back out. So I was like, <coughs> I will make this a fun night, and we'll go get little Frosty Junior Frosties and drive and look at Did lights. you buy the the thing? Uh-uh. I no. We, Mom gave, he in his Halloween thing, card from her, she gives him free Frosty coupons. Yeah, I got the Frosty. So anyway, I'm like, okay, Harlan. They've got peppermint, chocolate, vanilla Frosties. I'm going to get peppermint. Do you want chocolate? And he's saying, vanilla. And I'm like, what? I couldn't even understand. Kid wanted a vanilla Frosty. Okay. I'm like, we don't have vanilla. I'm like, all right. uh, Give me chocolate. Well, he lost his mind screaming. Screaming lost his mind because he did not want chocolate. And I know, like. I should just be like, oh, sucks to be you. But like, was just a hot mess in the back seat. So I'm like, uh, and he was demanding ice cream. I'm like, well, McDonald's has it. No, did could not settle for that. Wanted vanilla. Yeah, but did they really have it? Yeah, that's that's, that's the other the thing. Crap that was the other thing. Is like, I was apparently like, apparently the the ice cream machines at McDonald's are incredibly expensive to fix. Obviously, so cut to my dumbass driving across town at this point to Dairy Queen to get him a small vanilla cup of ice cream and I'm texting like hey did you know they do they no longer have vanilla frosties like I needed a little bit more heads up Wendy's like on that menu be more clear there is no longer a vanilla frosty at all um but we made it through we survived that one there's some other component to that night that was just like he was he was a disaster of a human. But learn that lesson. It's uh it's tragic. It is. It's been it's been a roller coaster with him. Yeah. This month. Um He's going back to school next week. Yeah. Say throw up a little prayer for not for him, for his teachers. It's gonna be a lot. Uh be a lot. to be but to be fair, he's doing he's still gonna be at, at his clinic half a day and then half a day at preschool. So we have these days, like, and so we went to go visit the school and he did great. You know, he, he did a really good job. taking a college visit? Um, it, you know, like he walked and stuff like, cause in my head, it's the Harlan we have at home. That's just feral and wild. And, um, turns out he's pretty solid kid. How's Outside of the house. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, which maybe all kids are like this. I don't know. But it just, it added to this, 
you know, and I think the holidays may be a hard time for anybody because schedules are off and there's this expectation, I think, of like what it's supposed to be like. You know, he woke up Christmas morning, like we didn't even know if he would even know Santa. Like we talk about it. He tells Santa what he wants, but he can be so, whereas there are kids that are like losing their mind excited for some things. He can also, his excitement, for instance, you know, my parents got him an iPad, which we learn is a, we have to monitor this, right? But my dad's like, why didn't he lose his mind like Charlie and Braxton did? Because like three, four years ago, they got yeah. them an iPad. And those two went apeshit. Like jumping, screaming, shouting. Harlan's like, oh, hey, an iPad. <laughs> on to the next. But then definitely, trust me when I tell you, he loves the freaking iPad. Yeah. Like, he adores it. But there, there's no that emotional reaction if you're wanting to get that from your autistic kid you may not get it you may get that he loves it so much he's going to ignore it completely like we've got that reaction yeah um there are certain toys that he gets embarrassed he's so excited he has to come to naturally on his own like when you're when you present it to him it's like like for instance he's at halloween just after halloween we got the amazon wish list book Mm-hmm. He obsessed over the new Echo Show, which is just a tiny little six-inch screen. That means that it's an Alexa, mm-hmm. but it like tonight he was listening to a book on it, you know, and it but it came with like a Mickey Mouse Stand. cover, yeah. yeah. That's all he said he wanted for months until. Like a week before Christmas. And he's like, I want Baby Einstein DVDs. Yeah. And toodles. And toodles. So Abby makes the toodles. We order some used Baby Einstein DVDs off eBay. But we have the Echo Show. So he loves the Echo Show. He's talking. We're playing with it. It has a drop-in feature where it's like FaceTime. Yeah. I can just drop into the room, say hi, whatever. Which he generally loves FaceTime. He hates that shit. He runs away. He, it's not his jam. So it, it is every single day. Like we had this beautiful day before on, it was the week before Christmas and he was sitting in my lap and he was legitimately helping me. Like he was thinking of other people. Yeah. He was putting tags on for other people. He was signing their names. It was such a big moment for him just in his focus attention empathy for others understanding that we were gift giving wanting to put tags on them completing a process all i mean like i was crying because it was just something that sweet it was sweet and it was normal and you got that emotional connection that yeah yeah i mean he was just like loving on me sitting in my lap like it was just it was everything right and you're doing that while also like planning your kids IEP like meetings yeah. and like getting ready for them. And then I'll be damned the next day we totally mismanaged time over an iPad and it was a fucking battle. Yeah, it was a like to the point that like we're driving separate to Christmas. There's like I've not had a shower, like the whole magical moment of waking up and going to hang out with family 
gets overshadowed by, I mean, it was a, it was a battle, yeah, a fight to get him out the door, to get him to agree, like he was refusing to leave, and like I have to send Gary and Charlie on, and you know, when he's at that intense, Gary and I are not at our best, no. and his impatience will come out, and then just my general, my stance is like, I'll just do it myself. My like super independence, go away, I've got this, comes out. And I know that's not like the best approach and strategy, but it's my defense, my coping mechanism for it. And then you've got Charlie who's like, I'm just really excited to go to Christmas, but this is really shitty. Like <laughs> it's Christmas, it's her concert day, but it's getting overshadowed by this like screaming, fit throwing, super aggressive five-year-old and you're like all right well uh this sucks and so (laughs) it it has been that back and forth up and down you know we get these really sweet moments of like um random i love you mommy everything's sweet to like gift rejection (laughs) and (laughs) not really even understanding it's christmas so or tonight you wanted to put us all to bed early yeah telling us he literally threw covers on me and Abby and said, sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. What are you going to do, bro? <laughs> you just going to sit and watch TV the rest of the night? And then we get to sit and wait and decide, like, will he wake up at 4 o'clock tomorrow? Or will he want to sleep until 7? Mm-hmm. Who's to say? Who's to say? And which one of us is going to get up? It's my turn, I think, for this one. Gary, Gary sucked it up into Jurassic Park at 5 o'clock this morning. Yeah, <laughs> but Abby's like, I'll be there in a minute. And I was like, I'm up. I'll just go. But it's all good. It's all good. So We're learning. We are learning. That's here's what you say. can expect from this duo in the new year. We're a duo? Yeah. That means two, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's, it's a weird. From this team. Team Thomas. Team Thomas. We're going to do a weekly podcast come hell or high water. And if we don't, Abby's going to do 100 push-ups. Topless. Wait. To be filmed. You've got to do something. I just made the rules. How about squats? <laughs> oh, you're talking to the person, the two, one of us that can actually do a squat? I can do a squat. Yeah. Knock me out five real quick. Shut up. <laughs> she's, she's jealous of my... Of my um, knee bending, yes. Yeah. Congratulations, you can bend your knees after forty years old. Proud of you. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna bring our friends on to talk about whatever. We're gonna have a. We're gonna get a mission, a focus. That's right. We're gonna take his shit, as they say. We got a new podcast table. I'm looking at it. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna talk about doing a little video. Abby's like, I have to fix my hair. Yeah, I'm thinking about that one. I don't exactly get presentable for these things right like I, now. I have all this motivation. I'm telling David the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just he's lost on him. Kind of like how it is on you. What do you mean? It's not lost on me. Well, it doesn't. We don't match. What do you mean? Like I want some excitement. <laughs> I want some jumping jacks. All right. I'm sorry. I'm the one who created the podcast table, and I added the fucking fancy lights in the background. You took a strand of Christmas lights. <gasps> I cleaned up this area. I acts of service, sir, 
acts of oh, service. Yeah, and we have a treadmill down here now. We have a which There's worked out perfect. Charlie got a stage for Christmas thirteen years ago, and when Abby picked it up and flipped it over, it really turned into a good shelf. <laughs> like it's a shelf. Shout out Chase Armstrong for this strong build. The Chase Armstrong original. So, yeah, we have a TikTok that you can subscribe to or follow. We have a Instagram, Close Enough Pod, I think on all things. Mm-hmm. Facebook. So, shout out uh, to everybody that listens in our app. Like it's been a month, over a month since we posted. Like in the last since September, we've only posted four podcasts. So we're here to tell you we'll do better because people still keep listening. Companies still keep sending shit to want to pedal and Abby won't do it. Oh, my God. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Well, uh, let me read a quick ad here that I uh, get in my email. No. Okay. But we hope everybody has a great new year. Ring it in. Set your goals. Find your word, your focus. Yeah. Be safe, and we will be back next year. (laughs) (laughs) So take care. I love you. I love you. Everybody be safe. Toodaloo. Bye. Thanks for listening to Close Enough. Leave us a like on our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Close Enough Pod. Consider giving us a share and review on whatever platform you found us on. 